This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of Celtic Rumors TV, the Boz and Bobble podcasts, with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Today's show is sponsored by Manscaped Room for Men. Let's celebrate like the Italians, Italians and shave our bits. Let's get silky smooth down under with our toner and boss deodorant. The Italians won in penalties because they were all silky, silky smooth in their midsection. They didn't get a niche like England before they took that most that's important kick. Manscaped. They have, they have forever changed the grooming game for performance package 3.0 head to toe the ultimate hot nail hunching bundle. The performance package 3.0 comes with the Lama 3.0 weed whacker and formulations to round out your body grooming routine. Bring your balls back to life and in the game for the full 90 minutes. You probably heard of the Lawnmower 3.0 Aqua, the best ball trimmer ever created, the best trimmer on the market for those in need of a shave for your testes. Third generation trimmer features a cotton edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. There's even a LED light so you can even everything you need to do down there. Also included the weed racker, air and nose trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9000 RPM motor powered 360 degrees water dual blade system. The nose and edge trimmer provides Skinscape technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, tugs in those delicate holes. Look fellas, 79% for partners pulled admitted that long nose hair is a major turn off. Why not use the best tools for the job down here? And don't forget about the liquid formations too long off the grooming game in the performance package. Their crop cleanser body wash to keep your hair and skin feel healthy and fresh. You'll also Find that Manscaped crops are ball deodorant, anti-trapping ball deodorants and moisturizer. You'll also find a crop provider, ball toner, a testes toner that's designed to give the boost you need to get the job done on the pitch. Look as clean as well-groomed ball time grits, different David Beckham. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code CelticGroomsTV at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you for this. Your wife will thank you for this. Manscaped, proud sponsor of... Celtic Blooms TV, where the big boys hang out. On today's show, we will take a look at the, uh, the weekly gossip and rumours around Celtic. Guests, our guest tonight will be joining us. Uh, we have United Ireland from the Forum. Uh, we have uh, Michael Dundee from the Forum. We'll, we'll take a look at the recent match against Bristol uh, last night. We'll have a look at Celtic's potential new signings or signings. Uh, what are the positions that need to be filled before the Chief Police qualifier? Christoph Fire situation at Celtic at the moment. 
Peter Law's new role at Celtic and of course any other discussions you lads want to hear, please let us know. Firstly, Doc, Mark will do a few shout-outs. Yes, thanks again for that, Paul. There's a link to the Manscape sites in the description box below. It's the usual shout-outs is normal to Malika. Young Ben, he's smashing his recovery. He's, he's gone to the gym and everything, Paul. Wow, thank you, Hess. He seems to be really doing well. Tim Malloy, he said it confirmed that he's got long COVID. Hopefully that, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if he's out there, but hopefully he can get out of that as quick as possible. But, <laughs> has agent taken that injury on mm. fair play to him. Yeah, Richie, I see Richie's in the live chat, nice to see you in Richie. Richie, that's his treatment again in Monday, I think it is. So, good luck with that, Richie, we're walking the fingers crossed for all brain for you, that everything goes alright. Um, I don't know if Mikey's going to make it, he's had another two people pull out of this charity match. And, He's a wee bit hot under the collar, shall we say, Paul? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, so far it's uh, £1,235, and I'm sure Mickey said it's £1,700, including the gift aid. That's, that's brilliant, so thanks for everybody who's donated, but can we try and get a, wee, get a wee dollar push just before Sunday comes around? So try and share it as much as you can on your social media and things like that. Uh, we're at 443 subscribers now, which again, Fantastic, never thought we could get these kinds of numbers. Uh, but if you have not subscribed, please do so. And if you have, remember to smash the like button. And just as Paul usually mentions, I've always mentioned it. If you're a Celtic supporter, come on, come on to our forum at www.celticsimmers.co.uk. It's a good bit of crack when they're not moaning with women, but everybody's more than welcome on there, so hell, hell. Bradford. Uh, are more than likely to have signed Celtic defender Christoph Fire. Today it was announced that a 13, 13.5 million plus add-ons was accepted for Celtic. Bradford had a previous bid rejected for the Celtic defender last week. It's now rumoured that the deal has been great and Christoph Fire looks likely to be on his way out of Celtic. J-League star oh Christ, Edu Uanu said that he has read the, all the media reports leaking him to Celtic and re- rejoin his former manager, Ange. Edu said that he's flattered by the, uh, the interest but doesn't know if any move is more is likely to come in the future. Former Celtic target, target Christian Estu has said that he's regretting not taking his former boss, D. Bruce, advice and he should have joined Celtic back in January when former Celtic manager Neil Lennon wanted to sign him. Former manager Martin Neil has said that it's about time that both Celtic and Rangers come to some agreement and increase the array of fans at the Glasgow Derby matches for next season. That's all for the gospel rumours. For tonight, you might have noticed that we haven't talked about any potential transfers or signings as we'll be talking about them more than later to the show. Mark, uh, it's what's our fourth guest, I think, is, is John. Uh, on today's show, we we joined by John. Uh, Michael, if he if he's available, was more than likely he probably won't. John, if he's on from a forum, as Mark said, the Celtic rumours that call that you're with all Celtic supporters talk about Celtic. And if you if you if you are interested in checking out, it's CelticRumours.co.uk. Yeah, Mark. 
there, John. Good man, thanks for coming on again, John. Thanks for having us again, boys. Bother, no bother at all. I suppose we'll start, John. What have you kind of thought of the pre-season so far? Has it been a, a good pre-season? Uh, yeah, well, you know, it looks, uh, looks promising. The uh, football is kind of fast. It's kind of fast movement. It's just a few touches and go. It's all just about getting the ball forward and stuff. And I can see the keepers kind of playing high up as well. But uh, all the young, a lot of young boys are starting to impress there. So it looks like they could have a few that join the first team this season as well. A few more signings and tap for it. I'm kind of looking forward to the season. Mm-hmm. Mark, would you would you agree with that, chat? That has been a bit of positive pre-season? I think it has been, Paul. I wasn't mm-hmm. Last night's game was a bit scrappy and wasn't up too much. In, up, I think Bristol, though, were kind of very hard in their tackles last night, especially with I, young Dembele. It was as if they were playing a full, like a full game with some of their players, wouldn't it? I feel like, aye, they, were a, mm-hmm. they were a bit too much up for it, but... The game I watched last week and the highlights I saw for Saturday, I thought, as oh, it's like night and day, just the actual tempo that we're playing at and everything, Paul. Again, last night, mm. a damp squid, but a still pre-season as well, sir. I suppose like it's it's a lot of matches too, like in such a short time as well, Johnny. Did like that? You you expect some little dip off kind of last night, wouldn't you? Considering the amount of games and the high tempo that Ange plays, that they're, they're kind of not used to yet. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of matches, but it's it's kinda of good they're still keeping up with the tempo and stuff as well. Uh well, obviously all these games coming in, but it's just after a couple of days the tempo's still keeping up. But it's a good thing as well we've got the minutes in the legs and he's getting a chance to see who's gonna be having in the squad and stuff. Mm-hmm. I suppose Mark the the real highlights of of the pre season has been um Liam Shaw, I think. You know, he's really stepped up to the plate since he's been getting a few games at Celtic, hasn't he? Uh, we said at the time we weren't sure what kind of level he would be. We thought he would maybe be like sniffing about the first team, but I think he's still meant to be a regular in the first team, Paul. Mm-hmm. It was just a go in a couple of games, but he really, really impressed me. He really has. Like, he plays in, like Zaro kind of came off for him now yesterday. He kind of plays in that position. Like, so there's competition there. Like, we were worried about Scott Long leaving. But did they know safe his preferred position is like the box to box? Box to box, yeah. Again, that would be. To me, that's your idea. That's your replacement for Christie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's although we played Christie out in the, the wing a lot last season, that was just because he needs musting. But natural position is playing like the box to box role. So for me, Liam Shaw is his natural replacement for what two hundred thousand pound. Mm-hmm. I suppose the the main thing as well, Mark, we were worried about. The back line, the back line is still a bit young, but we haven't really been conceding goals either during the pre-season. Like, uh, we're still relatively, still very short at the back, as we know. Christoph Oynos is going to be on his when we talk about more about him later on the show, but we're really nice in the back line and you kind of won't be that confident going into the game next week in Smeachland with, with such a young, young defence, would you? It's hard to be up, John. Then, John. Uh, I'm confident going into the game. I'm, I'm confident. I just, I've got a lot of confidence in these young boys that they've showed in pre-season. So I look hungry and I look eager to kind of impress the manager. Uh, it's just I'm always confident going into a game. I just think uh, I just kind of turned things away. took that bad feel away for the squad and stuff. So I'm confident going in. But as you say, we need signings in as well. Uh, but I see the new, the new centre-back. I think we start felt with Tebo to get him in for the weekend. Would he yeah. be eligible to play? Even the isolation stuff? I see that's a, nobody's actually seems to be too sure about that either. 
with this isolation, whatever, how it's going to work. Even when you're kind of sniffing about blogs, they all seem to don't, nobody knows for certain what the rules are going to be. Aye. Well, did, when, did we not change the rules in the 19th? Uh, I'm not too sure. I know that is really, boy, I know he can, he's no, hang me, Disney to isolate or something because they don't agree last time as country. But even, I think there's, there's rules relax in the 19th anyway, which is Monday. Aye. I have a thing here, back like in Ireland, down from, from, from the 19th, uh, if you're fully vaccinated here, you're going to get uh, the EU vaccination pass, that you're free to travel, that you don't have to quarantine. So I'm thinking, like, maybe if he's fully vaxxed, like, he might have to quarantine, you know? I imagine he'll be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I most professional sports people were like, one of the first team that comes with this. The Pfizer kind of vaccines, I suppose, would they know? No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. I, I don't know. Like, I, I know. I don't, the Olympics. Starting a lot. A lot of the athletes in the Olympics aren't vaccinated. Yes. Have they? No, no. I don't no, think. No, a lot of countries aren't. No. Well, well, in the UK, I'd like to think that the clubs paid for vaccinations for their players and things like that. Surely they have. Well. I would think so, Mark. I think that if you're a professional athlete and if you're playing week in and week out in football, you, you should be fascinated by now. Really, shouldn't you? Well, I thought that would have been one of the first to be vaccinated because they were still mixing me. Although it was all these bubbles and things like that, but they were still mixing me outsiders when they were going into the park playing games and that. My issue yesterday, Mark, is that I spoke about Oh, him in the, in the last match when I watched it, uh, was it Sheffield Wednesday one match that I watched, was this? And you missed this? The one at the weekend? Was it charting? Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, wasn't it? No, Sheffield Wednesday was a midweek game, was it? No. Midweek, and I watched the weekend one. Uh, and I, I spoke that I wasn't kind of, didn't see much difference in Mickey Johnson to last season. And he picks up an, a, another hamstring. In, he takes the hamstring that he picked up against the mark. It, it just sums up uh, Mickey Johnson for me. And I, I can't see Mark progressing further than what he has done at Celtic. And, you know, did, did you see that him picking up that, like, picking up that injury again yesterday? I, so, I did see it. Uh, I, it was unlucky again. I don't know whether it's going about how slight and how weak he is and things like that. Maybe it's a mixture of this new hard training regime and playing games and that. It's just made it his hamstring well again hopefully it's not no serious you don't like to see players even players you're not too keen on you don't like to see no. injured or anything like that but it's just mm. I just can't see him having much of a future at Celtic I really don't no the one person who kind of really disappointed that he picked up the injury yesterday John was, was and, he, and he was actually he looked like a new signing for us was young Dembele and he, he, he picked up a knock yesterday it was a hefty tackle to, to be fair like he, uh, especially for pre-season friendly and for him to go off and we, we don't know the, really Mark uh, yes the extent of that injury do we? Oh no there's nothing yet yeah, about how uh, how bad it is or anything like that but it was a, a terrible tackle it would have been a terrible tackle in a competitive game Paul without it being a pre-season friendly mm. I know it is only pre-season and the ref's no doesn't like throwing cards at did he even get booked for it? No, even Callum McGregor kind of came up after as well. And like said to him, like, it's fucking pre-season, like, you know what I mean? Why even if we're talking like that, like, you know, 
and he when I heard his interview at the weekend, like he was like so excited to be back playing again for Celtic. I know I you know what I mean? got up with that as well. If and, you tell me about that. Yeah, and he was so excited. He was he was saying it was the best time he had in two years, Mark. I think he said one day it was the best time he had to be playing football. To, two years is a long time when you're that age, Paul. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really think that he's a player that can excel under Ange next season, John. Would you, would you agree that? Uh, I totally agree. It's just that's what we say there. It's a bit of a poor time for McGranger after two years. Uh, he says it looked dead excited and stuff to be back playing football. And, uh, young lad, is he? Should be getting all the football again to improve him. Uh, to get, put his stamp in the first team and obviously make that spot he's in. So it's disappointing. I just hope obviously it's nothing too serious and we can have him back settled when he's fit, fit and ready to go and just hope it's nothing too serious. Mm-hmm. Another down the mark as well is that Barker's picking up an injury and we had concerns and we're going this season with Barkas and Bain being our two keepers but with, with Barkas I'd say Flatchley's finger mark he's the old run with Is it committed that it's fractured? Fractured yeah oh. fractured I was reading that today fractured the finger I hope maybe just going to be saved yeah that's not too good isn't it no getting into you know, the qualifier with Scott Bain and goal Scott Bain and Hello. Hazard as well you're wrong with a keeper but for a broken finger Paul I say, Mark, for that, the heel, I'd say, about four, four to eight weeks. Yeah, it depends on the... Maybe the big padded gloves in that, that they wear. I would say so, Mark, yeah. Like, he, he, he doesn't use his hand anyway, Mark, so... He's <laughs> been <laughs> yeah, for eight weeks with a broken finger, he's chancing it for me. Mm. Uh, I think a fracture's worse than a break as well, isn't it? I think that's yeah. A fracture's just a fancy word for a break, is it, no? Yeah. That's like a medical... You don't... You don't have in your doctor's certificate. I mean, it's, leg, it's a leg fracture, isn't it? A uh-huh. fracture thing. Well, Bain didn't have medical advice and everything on here. You can't whack it with a big stick. <laughs> you know, but even at that back, like, I, 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 I still not confident with, with Bain next next week either. You know, with Bain is even 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 for the start of the season, Mark, if if Barker sh- should be ready, like, but. Well, I still think we need a keeper. Ah, oh, we spoke about that. We don't. I don't think Bean's a good enough number two. That's us. Season we just started, but come up with our number two. Exactly. I'm a bit worrying, isn't it? You know, even that. that look, I know, I know he was passing the ball at Jester, but there was a few times during the match again, Mark, when he kicked the ball out and he put the ball out of play. You know, and that's not the style of play that Ange wants. I, I, I don't think Bain would be is, is a keeper. To suit and system, John, would you agree? Uh, no, that's a fit. Don't you go, Mark? Well, I was just going to say there, see if Bain had come in, but he signed him at first under somebody can't. Exactly. I've yeah, said it before, Paul, he's regressed some amount if he signed him. He could, Ange, somebody like that could have probably made him a better keeper than he's became, but he's definitely got worse. And I'd swap him for, I don't know, I'd just get him out of the end. So let John finish what he was going yeah. Oh, no worries. Uh, just, uh, we're going to have to get somebody, obviously. It's, uh, yeah, my phone gone. Uh, we're going to have to get somebody in, obviously, like Sanji Stylen, can kind of play that way. Obviously, can come out his box and kind of the body feet and stuff like that. Uh, so I think you'll be looking into the market for a keeper. Hello. We are not available. <laughs> <laughs> Believe in that, Dad, Mark. Like, uh, we'll return your call. Believe that, Dad, Mark. Like, you say he, he's regressed since he came back. How is that when we have 
one of the top goalkeeping coaches in in, in, in Scotland and maybe he's highly regarded in the UK as well, Mark and Stevie Woods. Like, like, you know, uh, is, is it big confidence that's gone, do you think, or he just never improved himself, maybe? I don't know whether he's come into Celtic and thought that, you know, that's me, I've arrived kind of thing and kind of took his eye off the ball, which I mean, that's not the best euphemism we make, but it, it's just, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I mean, I, see when we signed him, got to remember, I said it in the last podcast, we signed Bain as an improvement on Craig Gordon. Yeah. And at the time... Me, and he was bought in for his kicking that time, Mark. Yeah. And he just, I don't know whether he's just, like, kind of, no working his hard, just thinks he's arrived. Uh, was it no Jonas that said there was a, a kind of bit of an attitude problem or that? I'm not, I can't remember right one. Jonas said that about him. Yes. Yeah, that's... Why they want to load a Dundee, that they want to press them at Dundee. I don't know whether it's still something like that. I choose not quite right, but I guess that his chance that he'll never play for a bigger club than Celtic in his life. Uh, it was your chance and it's just, just no work to it for him. It was your first time, Mark, as well, seeing um, a new signing, Ozada. I'm not going to say his second name, but uh, he played centre back yesterday. At the weekend, he played under Royce. He came on for Ladson. But he, he's he's a type defender back that can play across the the back four. Where's kind of idea? Yeah, and he was strong again yesterday, Mark, wasn't he? You know, I looked. I thought he had a decent enough game. It's, it's still a bit. You can tell it's a bit rusty. Still getting used to a new club, new things, and that. But I, I, I'm just. Put, I'm, I mean, it sounds pure. A bit silly and that, but I'm just really putting my trust in like Ange to bring players in. That, Exactly. Are going to fit his system. Yeah, we we, we said that, Mark, like it, that there, and he there was a bit of negativity. Like, young lad, you yeah. looked at him and said, I feel enough that somebody Celtic's looked at past. They're not playing with that. What if we were, because, what if we were going to sign Ivan Tony if the place Edward? Would people more not somebody we were looking at while Lowell was here? Because we said that, like, that's. Um, uh, and, uh, and you, you, you saw the form as well, John. Like there's a lot of kind of negativity on the form at the moment, and there was signing project players. But Ange's policies, age isn't a, a number. If, if you're waiting to play, he's oh, there. I think he's just trying to get youth players in, kind of hungry players. It's got a lot of energy. It's going to fit in his system. Uh, boys, boys with good legs on them. It's going to have a lot of energy and stuff. But uh, age doesn't bother me. As uh, so long as I can come in there, job and stuff like that, he doesn't bother. I mean, plus it's a good selling value as well if he improves them and they get to a level we can make good money in that off him as well. We just need to kind of get them tied into big contracts. So I see a new boy we've just signed, we've gave him a five year contract. So obviously, if he comes in and does two, three good seasons, he'll still have obviously that two year left to do good money on him. So, that'll be, it will only be a four year plus a year's option. Uh-huh. So I'll just, yeah. Well, I mean, till we, t- t- we find out to the last, the, the last year of his contract if it's going to be ex- extended. So going into the Midland game, so we, we're, we're going to have more than likely it's going to be Bain, Radisson, Ozada, Welch, and more than likely Craig Taylor. Would you be happy with that? Uh, can I make shift into the back four, but. Just got to be happy and give me confidence and just try and give me some positivity this season and all this and get behind everybody. 
also the players and the manager just need to give me positive minds this season and get rid of all that negative stuff we had last season mm-hmm. but it was soul destroying and it was just that it was heating up and just going through all that last season and we just don't need it this season Mark? Uh, it'll be a big ask for a, a young defence that's not played much together and that but as unless we sign a central defender that's going to come in and I mean, who does he play beside then? Is it Welsh that gives it drops it? Mm-hmm. I think the big, the, the boy, the big boy for Sheffield Wednesday. I think he'll, he'll, you get a good chance of starting. I toss maybe, I might be short in the but we know he's going to be gone now. But so it's more likely going to be Welsh. And was that so Julian still isn't fit enough? Julian is he had a setback uh, two weeks ago in training. So Julian's more than likely going to miss the start of the season as well. Talking about December before he comes back now. Yeah, yeah. Here you've got a player out like that. This is maybe, and people probably bounce on this when I say it, but this is the type of time that you could go and get a six-month loan for. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Some, although we do need centre-backs to sign permanently, but just we maybe need somebody just to cover this time that Julian's still going to be out for. That kind of idea, Paul. Mm-hmm. Bison is still there, Mark. Bison could be there's like Boswell, uh, Boswell there stayed there. Bison is still there as well. Like Bison, seen injured as well. I don't think so. I didn't. Did did did, did he come off the weekend injured? No, he didn't. I don't think so. Well, I think was injured as well. Well, I've I've not seen him as pre-season. So. That's a lot of um, injuries already, like in the, uh, and and the season. But but that just shows. How unfit we were last season as well, Mark. If players are getting injured already. But I said that when Ange came in, Paul. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. He had some injuries in training just with the the, the rise in the uh, the intensity in that. In the training. I think I think Roger just got injured by looking at him because he hasn't kicked them all. <laughs> he hasn't started one pre-season game, so I say he got injured looking at him. <laughs> you know, he's not even came on as a sub, is he, Rogic? No, no. No, he's uh, maybe he's just tanking it in the gym. Can't you never know? He might come back. Maybe he's getting his fitness up. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Come back looking like something out of WWE. Um, Danny, I don't, I don't imagine he will right enough, but you know, hope, can we? Would Montgomery face Andrew's system against Mitchell and Morden Taylor? The the lads say there on, on the live chat there, he could actually be in for a shout mark rather before Taylor because he actually Montgomery. Got up and down the line every preseason he played, and he put in decent crosses as well into the box. You know, and he he's done nothing wrong since he since he came in there. You know, he hasn't done anything wrong. We spoke about how he get dropped. That's why he did get dropped. But if if Montgomery's going to be about the first team squad, we're going to need to lose lose. uh, Bowling goalie first, we really are. We're going to end up over because I still think we need a. Another left back, but mm-hmm. Arn Hickey, and we know that Celtic's looking at other left backs. So there is going to be somebody that goes a bit for the Ange, and this uh, everybody's got a clean slate. And Ball and Golly's been doing well in training, supposedly, sir. Supposedly, yeah, and he's came back with a different attitude as well, Mark. And and, and people actually, I've read as well that uh, the players are happy that he's back. So I think as well. Go back to last season. I just want to go back to that. That upset a lot, a lot, a lot of players last season, Mark. I'm going to his treatment. Well, I think Montgomery will get into the Colts squad. I really do. I just think 
And he needs to be. He either needs to get into the Colts squad. Or I'd actually prefer him to go on loan to another team. But he needs to be playing every week, and he's not going to get that at Celtic. Would you not keep him in the first team squad now, Mark? Can I give him his chance and stuff? Suppose if he's got something about him, maybe like, can he sell? Oh, he has a right. I think he's a great player and a great prospect, John. I'm just we're seeming to be overloaded. See, that, I know what you mean. You think as well? We're still looking for another. Really, we're looking for a, a first choice left back. Still. The thing as well, the thing as well, John, is that we say if Montgomery gets called up to the first team, right, and if he plays five games for the first team, he can't drop down then and play for the course team until the next transfer window. Ah, see, you're coming through there. So, 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 if he's not getting his game, then, like, yeah, he's just... Yeah, it's cool squad, John. You can't just battle players between the, that and the first team. It's, ah, see. It suits you through the season. It's actually like a, a separate club. You need to use the transfer window to try uh-huh. players batting for it between them as well. Ah, so can't it make a decision on before the season starts? He's either going to be first or the Colts. Aye. The only positions, really, Mark, that... We, we you talked about that we, we don't seem to be lacking in numbers is in from the centre midfield area and I think McGregor, Zorro and Turnbull are, are are the three starters there anyway for definite aren't they? Uh, who's the other no, I definitely Paul mm-hmm. you know I think um, well, would leave Shaw then fit into that team then Dormark would he what's his game Paul did he just fit in maybe behind the striker? But he's not number 10 then as well, so he's not. Oh. But again, you know? these players, they don't need to play every week. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things we spoke about under Lennon and Vic Kennedy. It was the same players week in, week out. The amount of games KT played, the amount of games McGregor played. So Celtic play enough games. If again, if it'd be even better. But between the league, Europe and the Cup, Celtic play ample games for players to get plenty of game time to keep them happy. And especially as well with the with the high tempo mark that Andrew will play for us next season. Like we we can't expect in players to be playing week in and week out high the mark at the high tempo that we're playing. No, that as well. Players will all pick up wee daft niggling injuries or even players will just get tired. Mm-hmm. Plenty of room, and see, really, I, I mean, we spoke. I'd, I'd like us to sign like Lewis Ferguson, but I think there's more chance of him going to England. But if we even look at the rest of the young, we were speaking about Paul before we won yeah. the other day. The amount of young players that we've got in the middle, the middle of the midfield, there was, really, that's probably our strongest like area on the park. But the likes of Luke O'Connell, O'Connor, Shaw. I, I, I have a feeling that um, Luke O'Connell maybe uh, will be put down to the fourth team mark next season. I I can't see from what I saw of um, of Shaw. I I can't see Luke O'Connell getting in before him. You know. Well, I suppose you do that as well. Uh, who was it? He was just at loan out last year, Paul. I forgot. Was it Tranmere? Tranmere, yeah, yeah. And he done well for them down there as well. So maybe even be. A, I don't think he should get in the Colts team, Paul. He's another one. Then if he's not going to be in the first team squad, he should be loan. Be loan, yeah. But he's a better player than playing the Colts squad. Yeah, I, 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 I
Uh, maybe give my years loan to somebody in the league. My planning to kind of get them used to the league and stuff like that. Kind of try and get my full season so a team up here. You've been doing it in the championship. A decent, a decent enough level down there for young players to learn the game a bit better and they've even kicked off a bit, kicked off. I just want to clear this up, see. Uh, Henry there is, is saying is, is Luke not a, not a defender see there's there's two Irish fellas in the squad there's Lee O'Connor who's the, who's actually the defender he came from Bolton oh no he came from Manchester United Mark didn't he Man United and Luke O'Connor is a, is a defensive midfielder and he came from Bolton so th- there's, a, there's a mix there's actually two Irish fellas in in the squad two youngsters but I haven't seen the Leo Connor in the run of the pre-season at all, Mark. No, he's not been he's not been seen, hasn't he? No. And he's a right back as well. He can play. He plays right back for uh, the Irish on, on the 21s. And you then know? that's the boy for Watford that we're meant to be signing. You've got to throw him into the mix. Yeah, I have him. I, I talk about him. We're going to talk, but he's meant to be a he's he plus. He's still a lad. Be a squad, uh, can't get into the Coles team. Team. I've heard no chance. He'll be, he'll be in the first team squad. And, uh, you know, he'll be in the Coles team next season, Mark. But I can guarantee you, after one season, the Coles team, he'll be in the first team in, in two years. I'll be surprised if he goes to the Coles, Paul. What? Yeah, no. Told about what I've read. This fellow seems to be different. Class, Mark. This this fellow, Mark, is is the the hardest talent that Ireland have at the moment. And and that's he's not going to come to Celtic to get into the Colts. Chelsea were looking at him, Mark. Uh, AC Milan were looking at him. But there have been teams done in England that would even have first time first team football, Paul. So he's yeah. come to Celtic to get put out in the Colts. He's coming to be part oh. of the first team squad. And I tell you, Mark, this, this uh, I mean, speak more about him later. We think, but we so we're, we're just going to move on from the pre-season. So like, have the fitness levels actually come up uh, another level since since last season uh, are we seeing our players more fitter this season John? Ah you can definitely see it uh, by the way they're playing you can see they're determined to keep going uh, can I come near the end of the games I can I don't know for a wee bit but it's expected just as the season goes on and we play more and more games I think they're going to adapt to it more and more and get used to it more and more uh, mm-hmm. it's got a good thing for us because uh, we're going to be obviously going at teams full four for games and some teams up here and we're going to be able to keep up with it. Uh, so well, the as well, John, is a, is a Yeti. You know, he looks like a different player as well this season, don't he, a Yeti? John? Yeah, I'm here, Paul. Just move to Celtic. Uh, a Yeti, Mark, is, is a point with Dan Vidal. We spoke on the last podcast, but... He's really knuckled down since Ange came in and took this as a new opportunity to save his Celtic career and really knuckled down got his fitness to to a, to a different level than last season, Mark, didn't he? Oh, he's, looks a totally different player from what we've seen, Paul. He's, even his build and everything, he seems to have slimmed down. His attitude seems a lot better. He's working harder on the park. It, it could turn out to be like a new signing. We said that in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. It really could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again... I've heard the stories about his attitude and things like that, but I mean, there's a lot of players have got attitudes. Maybe he's part of his attitude was he's come in and thought to himself, "This is a bit of a mic- this isn't he? <laughs> what I was expecting. This is a bit of a Mickey Mouse kind of set up here." Yeah, yeah, giving him 
giving him fish and chips and taking dinner and the money he planned to waste. Uh, John Back, was he? He's not there yet. I don't know what he's doing. So we can move on. We're going to move on to uh, potential signings, and there's a few that have signed since I, I was doing this up last night, so I, I kind of changed it as I go along. So the, the first potential signings of Celtic and Inca is Carl uh, Starfeld. He's 26. Uh, he's a Swedish nationality. Uh, he's a centre back. He's six foot one inches and strong. He's he's especially good in his groundwork. He's good acceleration, and he's he's good at recovery recovery pace. Uh, Carl and Chris are two different types of uh, of defenders. All he signs for Ange is that he likes his centre backs to be comfortable in possession, but to hold their position and pass the ball more than dribbling, ready to defend, uh, transition and uh, aggressive in in one on one use. Carl fits Ange's style of play and himself and Julian, but Julian at the moment is out until December. Yeah, from what I was reading, Mark, that two of them would actually suit each other. Uh, the, the way they play, that they, they don't go go on a run like 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 I would. You know what I mean? He, this fella, Carl Starfield, is um, he's a no nonsense defender. He's holding position, Mark, and and he's a he's a great passer of the ball. Something that would suit and just like that. We're always saying as well, Mark, on the form that. We should be looking more at the kind of Scandinavian players because they seem to fit Scottish football as well, don't they? Uh, they don't. Well, they don't mind the physical side of it and things like that. Uh, I, I would like that Starfield. I watched some YouTube videos here and read a wee bit about him. He does. He sounds like kind of kind of somebody along the kind of Melby lines of things. Mm-hmm. He's not scared to attack. You know, and he seems to read the game very well as well. It's, it's the type of player you've got. I mean, in this day and age, playing modern football, you're looking for defenders that can, well, play play a bit of football. But I always like my defenders. I've said it before when we talk about our left backs and right backs. I like my defenders to defend first. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Your defenders' jobs today. Anything else on top of that is really a bonus. But I think Starfield could really fit in with what Angie's trying to do with the team. I really, I think he'd be a really good signing, a wee bit more experienced as well. What is he? Twenty six, you said. Twenty six. Yeah, he's still young, Mark, and six foot one. Like he's. But he's, he's a, an international as well, isn't he? Although yeah, the Euros he has had caps. Uh, again, it's a wee bit more experienced than like the younger guys were. Were being linked with for the fullback positions and the boys. Yeah, we're looking for. So you're looking. So obviously Celtic are looking for a wee bit of experience in in the defence. Somebody that look at a leader for these young boys kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that's what Mark, the, the, that's what the, the fans are looking for, a, a no-nonsense defence that will come in, who can read the game, because a lot of people are saying, well, we're signing project players and things, but at 26, Mark, he's not going to be a project, he's going to come straight into the team, and he's actually going to improve. I think, are you moving uh, John there again, Mark? He's, Went to come back on his laptop when dead. Oh, hey, hey, he's, he's marked his muted. He's muted, sir. Hey, Joy. Ah, it's me back on. Sorry about my laptop. My battery's playing up. We were just talking about um, Carl, Carl Stanford, Mark. Uh, John, the defender, but looking at us. And this fella seems to be a, a strong defender. Like Mark said, he minds him of a, a Johan Mjolnir type of defender. Uh, he would be
Ah, definitely. I agree with Mark saying it. It looks like me I'll be just taking a presence to him and stuff. And every time he signs for these players, I always work out for it. So uh, I'm kind of looking forward to see what he brings to the team and uh, bring a bit of muscle to the back as well. Uh, do, you maybe, do you think, John, maybe he's been on to the likes of Losting and maybe we will be asking about Celtic as well? Do you think maybe he's, like, being Swedish, he, he might have asked them for advice as well? Ah, definitely. I think he's gets caps for Sweden, so I think uh, definitely he's gave us to a phone and asked him about the club and stuff. And uh, I think people know football. I don't think a lot of people need to ask a bit about Celtic. Celtic's a little brand, and mm-hmm. uh, everybody knows how big we are. And it's the Ruben Kazan. It's a step up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, of course, Mark. The only concerning thing for us at the moment is that if we do sign him by the weekend, he's more than likely not going to play. Next Tuesday, because we don't know the COVID rules at the moment, is does he going to have to isolate? Maybe he's isolating at the moment over uh, in, in in Moscow. I think he's having his medical market. He had he supposed to be he's supposed to have his medical over there. We isolate over there, but that that's that, I was listening to Ange uh, today, and he said like signing players is harder than it was in previous seasons because. You can't get a player on a plane that day and get him straight off to Scotland. You know, with all the COVID rules, no Mac, and different COVID rules in different countries, it's going to take a. Oh, that's the board's fault. That's the board's fault, Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What? <laughs> yeah, but it's it's true, no Mac. It's it's it's. For everyone else, yeah. you'll blame them for that. But but that's that's to be listened with that. Why me that? You can't show a player on a plane at the moment, like, and get him off to Glasgow for medical that day, get him signed up that night. You know, it, it's it's going to take a bit longer, and he, he's more than likely going to have to quarantine for, for 10 days, Mark, I think. Well, somebody, somebody put on the live chat, as long as I signed after the 19th, so no need to quarantine. Mm-hmm. That's if he's even coming into the country in the 19th, so Celtic could maybe announce that he's, he's signed, he's arriving in the country on Monday. Which still will still be eligible to play. Okay. He'll still be eligible to play, but I, could, I really wouldn't see. I won't him. think he'd be starting, yeah. But maybe he, maybe on the bench even. You never know. We've seen other players make their debut in European games before. Exactly. Uh, next up on the list is uh, Sasha Boy. Uh, he's aged 20 years. He's a right back uh, uh, mainly, but he can also play on the left, and he's comf- he's comfortable on the, the left as well. Uh, he's really quick with excellent acceleration. He's a, it's, it's a huge part of his game in both defence and attack. Strong, he's able to win duels. He likes tackling. He likes one-on-ones. Right back is his preferred position. Uh, it's a signing where it's crucial for Celtic uh, this season uh, considering our right back uh, position has been their struggle since Michael Lusting, like we have Diego we had John Joe Kenny come in there to maybe fill that void last season. That didn't work out. Uh, but if we're not going to sign a left-back in this window, he's potentially marked that he can fit into that left-back position as well. He's, um, he's highly regarded in France. Uh, this fellow Mark looks that he could be a good signing for Celtic Mark. So he, he would remind me of... Um, the pace one is it free from? Uh that's who he made me. Eh? You know, uh we spoke before as well about like players with a, a, a bit of versatility. Uh, see that, but I mean 
I think, see if you can play as a left back, you can play as a right back. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You should be able to anyway, do you know what I mean? It's, 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 you're playing the same game just in a different, the opposite side of the park. Mm -hmm. That's what they, all these young players have said before, all these young players on the continent learn to play in different positions and things like that. So I think it's a good thing to have, especially in young players that they can play, the option to play them, say, right back, left back, and give them a chance to make one of the two positions like their own kind of idea. Mm -hmm. John, from what I'm hearing about this, 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 this young player boy, like the, he's a player that he like excite the Celtic fans when they see him play. He, he'd be a real hit with the fans if 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 they said to get love the line that he's a player like that. He's not afraid to run forward and he's able to get back as well fairly quickly because his acceleration is supposed to be brilliant. You know, he could be a really a, a really good signing for Celtic. You know. Yeah, it could be a lot of things that's considered, but it's true, it definitely itself is. And can I notice not a lot of signings, I think we have pace and directness about them. Uh, so it's going to be fitting in where Ange wants to play, so we could be taking a lot of goals off teams this season if everybody adapts to it. I mean, we'll fit this up to where he wants us to play. Like I said, we're really uh, taking advantage of um, this TV deal that kind of has broken down in in uh, in France, if 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 Celtic are, are looking there, they're looking to really kind of take advantage of of, of that situation, aren't they? Well, it seems to be that, and I thought maybe I mean a lot even the supporters thought or stay back for France for football. They've stung there before we the attitude. The end champ is still there, the new, but uh, and then the next guy you're probably going to talk about. We'll talk about that when you get get to him. But because that's carry on with the TV deal, there is. Bargains to be picked up in France. Mm -hmm. Again, you've just got to trust the decisions. Mm -hmm. the people making the decisions to receive what's actually out in the park when the, the business end of the season starts. Exactly. Uh, next in the list is is Brandon Zappi. He's 19. He's right for it. Again, he's confident four flanks, but he's mostly he's comfortable on on the left. Overall, a, a good number uh, in high quality areas. Yeah, very involved in defence. Uh, he, though he does give away a lot of free kicks, attempts to to cross the ball seldom comes off. Uh, stays on the ball too long. Uh, he likes to dribble, and mostly doesn't come off. Loses the ball a lot. Gets booked a lot. His distribution isn't that great, but he's improving. Uh, he likes. Heading wasn't too good on the that yeah, report. Yeah, he's heading So and his attitude, he's got a poor attitude. This, this, this will have about him, and, and, and a lot of reporters, Mark, are saying a nice talk to about him the other day, Mark, when, when we were linked with that. His head is supposed to be out beyond him, like he's supposed that, to be. I sent you what Ed, Ed Tooth told me about him. That was one of the reasons that Arena kind of. He was refusing to sign the contract and then were too unhappy that he wasn't because of his attitude problems. That was basically what Ed Two said. And there was another couple of teams that he mentioned that were sniffing about. I can't even remember who it was, but Celtic are definitely there and want to sign, sign him. So uh, to me, that's that's probably the biggest, see the names that we're kind of hearing about, Paul, to me that would probably be the biggest kind of gamble one. So It is, Mark. I am not too... From what I'm reading, Mark, that uh, he, he might be of um, Gergel Axel. 
you know, he's, he, he, I, I read like, the report that you, you sent me, and I, I read another one as well about him, and the two reports are saying the same thing, that his timing of tackling is all wrong. He gives he gives away dangerous free kicks, Mark, and we saw that with Laxell last, last season. But he gave away dangerous, and, and, and needless free kicks, Mark. You know what I mean? Uh, you know? Especially in Scotland. You know, you know what it's going to like, Scotland? Mm-hmm. He's actually like this, left, right, and centre. Is there a plane taking off there? Glad to got this there. You better not be a man's game. That's a good one, Arlo. That's a good one, Arlo. No wonder I'm getting my translations wrong because I can't read the page. John, have you read much about this young lad, Zappi, and have you different taken him, or would you kind of agree what myself or Marcus said about him? I don't know too much about him. I've not really looked him up too much, but uh, obviously for what he's not saying, he's, kind of, he's got a lot to learn and stuff, and a lot of improvement, and uh, I just hope with attitude thing, I just hope that's more of an issue and stuff, because I think we had a bit of too much of that last season. Uh, I think Andrew and Andrew's not going to put up with stuff like that, so... Yeah, that'd, that'd be my... I, I, I think, Mark, with... Well, from what we're hearing of Ange, like he, he's a manager that who, he helps improve players. He, he he makes them better players and and stuff like that. Like, but you know, you don't want to clear out the mark on, on your hands again. Like, cause as, as John said, like we had enough of that last season as well. Like, you don't want another player mark that has an attitude and who's going to come in and yeah, you know. I mean, I don't I don't know if it's racist to say it, but it's kind of common theme with French players. Mm-hmm. Even getting back to the times of like Nicholas and Elka and people like that, do you know what I mean? It was just the French people seem to kind of. And it was just, it was the same again uh, this this year in the Euros between um, Giroud and uh, Mbappe. Even before the tournament started, Giroud was giving out to Mbappe that he's not putting enough crosses into the ball, into the box. Uh, a lot of French does it. That, but, I mean, that's at the highest level of the French game, some of the best players in the world. I mean, look at that Paul Pogba. I mean, he's, he's played more he's played more good games for France than he has for any club he's played for, whether it was Juventus or Man United. Do you know what I mean? He's just... I, I just... I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take Paul Pogba in a free transfer to Celtic. I swear to God, I wouldn't. No. The attitude mark that he'd bring in. Yeah. I don't even think he's that good a player because he doesn't... He doesn't apply himself right. He, he looks good as well with France, Mark, because he's he's good French players running him. Aye, and plus he puts a bit of effort in when he's playing with France. Yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. I mean, he never even... He never wanted to go back to Man United. Fox and... Fox and do Move out of there if he went back. Yeah, Fox and knew what he was doing back as well when Fox got rid of him. Fox and knew what he was doing. Fair enough. Done it with a lot of players. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Ravel Morrison as well, though. Yeah. He'd a bit of field problems to deal with a bit for his background and that, but if a French, it just seems to be par for the course with French players, but they, they seem to have a bit of, a wee bit of an arrogance, a wee bit of a swagger. But you're not a young player at 19 years old coming in. Exactly. I mean, swaggering, swaggering into the dressing room as if he's the big guy I am and demanding this and demanding that. Because, like, it, it could be, it could all change, Mark. He could knock it on, come off the set. He could see there's a new opportunity for him. He could knock it on. We don't know. We, what, of course, being, being Celtic fans, look, 
will you give him a chance and and and, and we see how he, how he goes that's if if we do sign him, you know. Again, but just putting my trust in Angie and the people. Exactly. So, but all the players back that we seem to be looking at, they're looking the the players that we're looking at are, are players that can kind of fit Angie's system. Like they're, they're fast wing backs. You know, they're fast left backs who who they're able to dribble back, they're able to get back. You know, they they kind of fit these guys' players well, don't they? And young enough to learn. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things as well. Why I think a lot of these uh, the players were saying that fans are thinking all their projects they'll get down and playing the Colts. I think because the way Ange like, likes to build things, these young players, a lot of them will be part of the first team. Mm-hmm. Because to, to let like put me to like mould them, to let Ange mould them into the exactly. wants them to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is our, our new right midfielder, Lille Abada, age 19, right footers. He's the hot, hottest property in Israel. Abada is a quick, uh, uh, a quick midfielder with good acceleration, often displayed, penetrate, run out of, he runs with possession, could work on carrying the ball at a greater speed using his low centre of gravity to change direction more. Lee's strength has been, he's, he's a goal scorer, he's a wide ringer, he's young, age with some good qualities, so it's easy to identify why Ange signed him. At the moment, according to some scouting reports that I read about him, the question is that everyone's asking, is he not better than, 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 than Bele? And at the moment, people are saying, no, he's not better than, than, than Dembele. Is he going to provide first-team competition to Dembele and Forrest for next season? At the moment, the scouts and the reports are saying, no, he's not. Uh, but he's a young defender who's eager to learn, and he has the qualities, Mark, to uh, midfielder. Sorry. Left-sided, aren't you? Yeah. Left-sided. I thought he would be playing in the left. That's uh, I read his voice. So we'd say left. So, but they're saying, Mark... No, I think people... I think he's one of the players again, Paul, can play on either side. But it has been against mm. these games on the right. But I, mm. I, again, just because we've got Forrest there, we're not going to sign somebody to replace Forrest. So I thought that this guy was maybe Elianus's replacement on the left. Maybe he could, Max, oh yeah. But there's saying that as well that he. This Fanamark has, has the qualities to be a huge star for Celtic. You know, from what, what, what I mean about that. He's straight, Mark. He's not afraid to shoot. 99% of his shots, Mark, are on target, not like Christie. You know, I think back, this he, this fella here, Mark, would be a real winner with, with Celtic, from for what I mean about it. So look, he definitely looks the part. He looks a wee bit, a wee bit special, doesn't he? Speed as well. He's got some speed. Mm-hmm. That's what I was reading about. Like, uh, his speed, Mark, is supposed to be out of this world. Like, something that, Mark, we didn't have last season. You know, I know we... We missed Forrest a lot last season, but there are areas, Mark, that, in my opinion, really needed strength in this season, Mark, that it's unthinkable to have a Celtic team without wieners in, in this. Uh, there's, well, Ellen I always thought Ellen would have been better playing in the middle. Mm-hmm. Gave a kind of free roll. But I've never really had a decent left winger for Scott Sinclair. No, no. 
And then Forrest, again, for, I don't know whether it was tactics, but Forrest always seems to have this. Instead of taking a man on and getting outside and getting crosses in, he's always looking to come inside with the ball. Mm-hmm. We need somebody that can vary that a bit, whether it is Dembele or the new boy for Israel. Somebody will take on a man and hit the byline and get crosses into the box. Well, this fella now, will, this, this, this young lad, Mark, he, he's not afraid to take on players. He wants to take on players because he knows he had to, he's he's so confident for a young player in his own speed mark his acceleration that he knows that he'd be able to outrun the defender. You know, and, and to have to have confidence like that at a young age man, that's a great benefit you would you know, to have that confidence as well, isn't it? Oh hundred percent. That is probably Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Confidence after the battle. Again, you've got to have the confidence to, to go and challenge these big-name players. You've got to go and challenge them to their place in the team. And that's something I saw with Forrest as well, like, kind of lacking as the years went on. Forrest does, as you said there, like Forrest kind of won't take on the defender anymore, so he won't. And that's why I think if if we had Dembele on the right-hand side and if we had Young Abida on the left-hand side, like, that, that's, your, that, that's your wings, Mark. That, that's pace that we have in our team that we didn't have last season. Like, you know? And what would you do with Forrest then? Would would you at the moment would you play Forrest instead of Dembele? Oh, to be honest, it depends. Depends. Depends on opposition, probably. What about mm-hmm. you? Uh, tough one. Uh, I would probably I would start with Forrest and fit, but I would begin Dembele's chances as well. I begin him his games and obviously getting him improving him and getting him his, his minutes as well. But it's a tough one. Uh, if you know what you've got with James Forrest, he's directing, get your goals, he, he likes mm. to take a player on, and uh, Barely still raw, but he's a talent as well, he just needs minutes, and he's obviously needing a bit of confidence him as well, to kind of prove he's got something, but I would begin Barely's time, and I'd probably start with Forrest, but... We have gave Forrest pelters over the years for his up and down performances, and inconsistency, and uh, a good job, Mike... Uh, no, mate, yeah. but, but the only time Forrest had a good season was when we had Patrick Rogers. Uh, Patrick Labbard on. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's what you need. Aye. That's what I'm saying. Good job, uh, Kevin. He's not there when he's slagging off Forrest because over the years, I mean, you can't argue with his, his actual stats. But see, if you watched a game with Forrest playing, you wouldn't imagine 
the world that he had, the kind of goals and that, that he's had. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's just, he's, oh, I don't know how to put it, he frustrates me to a certain extent, Paul. Yes. I mean, for me... His experience is good, Mark. You can't fault Forrest's effort as well for the jersey, Mark. Like, you know, he he, is, he had no chances, Mark, to leave Celtic as well, didn't he? And he, and he didn't, like, you know? But, again, I, I don't know if that would be question his ambition or but mm-hmm. There was a few times over the years that he kind of seemed to outgrow Celtic. See, when his stock was high, he's kind of... Mm-hmm. See the way we're talking about players getting a bit above their station. I think Forrest, that's happened to Forrest a few times, and it's not helped him mm-hmm. to that kind of. See what we're saying? He seems to be on. When he seems to be undroppable, he doesn't perform at the same level that he does when he needs to perform. When there we're talking about Patrick Roberts snapping his heels. Yeah, yeah, and that's good. Know that as well. That uh, Ange is, is willing to give the young as a chance. Mark that then better will be right behind it to push us. Like we had them then in last season, for whatever reason, we spoke for back, it was totally down to Lennon not trusting his, his young players. Like, and we know them then was a bit light last season, but them really worked on his, his weight this season. He put on an extra bit of muscle. He, he, he looks strong. He even looks similar to Forrest now, don't he, them better? Oh, the B-Shooters kind of, the B-Shooters. Yeah. But again, he's in, that's him into last year's contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, uh, we need to try and get me to sign a, a, a new contract. I think. That's uh, okay. I think only way he's got to do that is if he's going to be obviously promised game time into it. He's got to be getting his chance in the team. Well, that's the thing that was said before. Lennon, Lennon, only would get game time, and then didn't he? Said, yeah. Really came out yourself and said that. Said that. Again, I've spoke about it. Was it because he didn't want to throw a young boy in? when the team was struggling, the, the fans are on the back of the team and everything. Maybe it was that, maybe it wasn't. But hopefully, hopefully Ange said to him, look, you'll get game time with me, but we need to try to tie you down to a contract because you're in the last year of your contract. So it, there's got to be something that kind of gives way on one side or the other. Exactly. Right. Cause we, we, need, we really need him to sign a new contract because he'd be able to sign a pre-contract in January with a club down, down the south, wouldn't he? He'd be able to sign a pre-contract. They're better. He would die. If he only went down south, we'd probably only get buttons for him, the same as we're picking up their players for buttons. Mm-hmm. Exactly. John, what, what's your thoughts on, the, on, on the, new, uh, the new signing, Lee Lavadar? I think, I think this fella could be a real harsh prospect for, for Celtic. Aye, what you're saying there, Paul. Uh, he looks apart, just everything I've been reading about him. He's just, he's, he seems like he's going to be himself. Uh, so I've seen that by uh, Rafael Geller. He must, he must know about football or something like that. But, uh, but uh, obviously, he's a brilliant finisher and had the character to drag his team to a top six finish last season. So he must have been one of the players that was dragging the team through the season to get them up to that finish. And he was saying only, his only downside is he's, just, he's still a bit raw. Uh, which is always understandable with his age and stuff but just I've been reading about him he just I looks like he's going to come in and he's got a very good player for us and I'm looking forward to seeing him I hope he gets a, hope he gets a wee chance in this uh, Champions League qualifier As I say to Paul as well John but see if the, these players weren't a wee bit raw and rough around the edges we would never sniff at them uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean you've got to think it that way as well you're, we're, 
Obviously, getting back to the kind of level of what we spoke about Celtic should be operating at, and that is bringing in these young players, develop them, and sell them on for profit. Uh, well, I was, I was a bit of a doing this season, isn't it? The young players are bringing in, there's quite a lot now, it's all 19 and 20. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what Celtic should be doing. Ajax, they, you know, I mean, to help them survive it. And I mean, they're a, a higher level in Europe than we are, kind of thing, but that's just all doing what Celtic should be doing. Bringing in young players, producing them, getting them better, and selling them for a profit and replacing them. I'm not afraid to. And, and, and the best thing about Ajax, Mark, is that they're not afraid to play their young players. Do you get me? They're not afraid. They'll show me, they'll show me like you had um, Van de Beek there and two seasons ago playing in the Champions League final. Mistakes, you make a mistake as long as you learn from, from that mistake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we're up here, but hey, teams doing so. I think they can just come up here and offer 15, 20. And, but with terms of Ajax and stuff, they're getting like 40 million for our players and stuff like our players. And, mm-hmm. Up here, it kind of seems to be just all hitting me 15, 20. I think we need to start. We've been doing that lately, so we're going to be a bit and pushing up every season the money. The Kieran Tierney, that's 35. But we're not attracting the players. We spoke about this the other night, I think it was. We're not attracting the players that we're producing, are they attracting the like, elite level clubs in it? Ah, I know what you mean. Aye. Dyer going to Brentford. Dyer's though looking at Brentford and saying, well, Brentford, what a team. He's that's just a leak. Aye, getting in there. Getting in there and it's a stepping stone like Van Dyke done. It's a stone to the elite level kind of thing. Uh, so we so, no. get to a level like we done. Although Tierney, has, I mean, twenty five million is a fantastic amount of money for Celtic to, to get for a player. But to me, we could have maybe get there. Ah, uh, I think we could have, because you seen Donnell when he swapped a good couple of games and they're sticking up fifty million pound on him straight away. Right, I mean, there's meant to are meant to be looking at him considering like hundred million pound bids and things like that. Mm-hmm. No, we still had on a five-year contract, when he? Just signed the six-year contract after that. A new, a new contract the other week, and that's just Arsenal trying to like, fade off any interest in him. But in the next maybe two years, they'll get a bid for Tierney that they can't turn down for. Yeah. I don't think Arsenal can't can afford Mark to turn down any decent bid for Tierney. Well, was the same money again this year for somewhere, Paul? I don't know where. Yeah, exactly. Must be because I don't know whether... Uh, the pandemic will actually feed fair play, financial fair play rules so they can work their way through them a bit better. I see that was, was was that not done in the last two chances as well, that they kind of last, and that's how Man City uh, got around this as well, I think, that they relaxed the rules over the, the pandemic. It's going to continue on, Mark. It's an interesting thing to, to kind of look into this. They always, you know? I mean, that's the thing about these financial uh, fair play rules. There always seems to be loopholes. Always, I mean, it's a bit different. But uh, there was what team was it in Scotland the other day that got into trouble for playing a player in a early round of cup game that he was ineligible for? Was it St. Johnson or Kilmarnock? Mm-hmm. And it was this big Ferrara, this player that was meant to be banned coming on as a sub. And then you look at some of the things that were owning Scottish football over the years and. It's just a kind of, it's a bit of a joke. I mean, what's the point of having rules if people aren't going to follow them? Exactly. Whether it's exactly. financial fair play or whatever. So exactly. these rules need to be tightened up as well if things are, when we're going to talk about that later on with ECA and that, Paul, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on uh, is the next uh, fellow that, that Mark spoke about is Bosman Law. He's 18 years, a- 18 years of age, under 21 Irish International. 
He could be joining us from Watford, who themselves offered him a new deal back in May, but he decided to on joining a club uh, he grew up supporting, Celtic, the Green and White Hoops. Celtic, if the signing would only pay a fee of 150000 uh, he's a box-to-box def- uh, midfielder and can also play his role as a holding defender. This guy is classified as a youngster, but even at the cricket's glance at some of his highlights on YouTube shows the level he poses physically of a much older player and is no stranger to, to, to become a great star in years to come. Uh, he's been three years at Watford's youth system. He's been voted Young Player of the Year last season. He might go down to the cold season this next season, but reading what I'm reading about this lad, he he could go straight into this first team. And I, I and I tell you that this fella is some talent, and I've seen this lad. And for Celtic to get this young player is a major, major call for the club. And I'm telling you that now. He, this fella is brilliant. You use age, you know, you know, percentage of this deal. He can't manage it. Post that sell him already. Right, sell him slim fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that this fella, lad, is... You've seen him, but he does. He looks some player. He really does. But as I said earlier, Paul, I really... It'll get... Game, game time and first team game time at clubs down in England, maybe just mm-hmm. championship and that. I really can't see him coming up to Celtic and going, accepting getting put into the Colts team. I really, that's, he's in. that's what I was reading about him, Mark. The, 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 uh, I've seen him with, with the other. I, I did watch most of the, a lot of the 21s, but I, but I knew of this fellow. I, I, I knew him because he's the next, he's the hardest talent, Mark, that Ireland have come for years, Mark. Ireland have be, be, been. Uh, Producing good young players for, for years, you know, our, our, our grassroots is next to none really here in Ireland, you know. But this fella is is, is unbelievable, like you know, he. But that's, it seems to be a right. I'll be honest, I hadn't heard them, Paul. Uh, hands up, I hadn't heard them. The Celtic were linked to him, uh, and I've read about him. You spoke about him, Tim, and it, it seems to be, as you said, quite a coup for Celtic to manage. Yeah, up. Chelsea were looking at him back in, in January. They was they were sniffing around him. AC Land had scouts. So I, I read it, Mark, because if there's any young talent here, you'll find out if if, if a team is interested in that. You see it on the papers here. AC Land were looking at him. Juventus were looking at him. Barcelona had a look at him. You know, and the reason he came to Celtic, Mark, is because he follows Celtic, and, and, and he follows. He's a young lad, Mark. He follows Celtic, and for young lads and, and your 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 team that you followed to come after, he wanted to come to Celtic. Money isn't the issue for the fellow, Mark. He could have got he could have got more money down the south. You know that for a fact. But this fellow, he wants to come and play for Celtic and play football. That's what you're saying, and I, the Celtic supporters. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that, that that's what's going to come up, like isn't it? or backside noise. But I tell you that this fellow. Uh, well, that's what you would say, right? But, uh, I know, but that's the thing. Here's another Irish Celtic supporter coming along. But see, the thing about I've said before, see if you're a, they're a good player, fine, but see if they're a supporter, that makes it even better because you know that they'll give that wee extra percent on the park and things like that. Do you know what I mean? So, this young lad, Mark, is, is, is years above himself. At, at, at 19, Mark, he's reading of the game is supposed to be 
supposed to be brilliant as well. Like he's a, he's above he's above his age. He's a big, you know? he's a big lumpy boy as well, isn't he? He's, yeah, yeah. He's I, I think he'll get straight into the first team squad. I really do, Paul. I don't think. I just don't see him signing for us to go and spend a year with the Colts or even. Like, like he can play both. He can play both roles, Mark. You know, he can play box to box and he can play a holding midfielder. And if we're looking for a potential Brong replacement in, in the next year or two, Mark, I, I guarantee we have him here. I guarantee that. You know, it's it's like it's not. And he was that. He was even authentic to the day, Mark. One thing, like we no announcement came yet that we signed, but oh, if we do sign him, that uh, if we do sign him, that it. It, it would be a brilliant uh, achievement by Celtic to get this done, like, you know? And, and, I, and, I, and I stand by that, you know? Yeah, that's, what about you, John? That's what I've heard Paul's sales pitch about him. Uh, I, I don't really know too much about me, but for what Paul says, he sounds like a really, really good talent, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him, and hopefully he gets his chance. Uh, I've seen something Troy Dennis says about him. He was kind of echoing what Paul was saying as well, and he was kind of disappointed he was leaving Watford and stuff. So, if Watford uh, wanted to leave, Mark, John, Watford actually offered him a new three-year deal uh, and first-team football in, in the Premier League next season. Uh, and, so, and he didn't want to stay there. He, he, he didn't want to stay. You know, maybe he thought Watford wasn't the team for him, Mark. Do you know what I mean? You know, he wanted to move move on. and maybe he hard. He's a Celtic supporter. He's, it's obviously going to be a, a, a big pull to him, Paul. Mm-hmm, exactly. Obviously, Angela spoke to him and told him exactly who we spoke about. Pathways. Feel if mm-hmm. his pathway. Even in, in the next six weeks, he'll be told to his kind of pathway. Exactly. And I think, Mark, it's it's it, it's actually a better time now for a young player to actually come to Celtic because we have a manager who believes in youth and and wants to use the youth, and, and it, it it could have come at a better time for. For Boston to come to Celtic, you know, and he seems to, and seems to take like a great kind of pleasure out of making mm-hmm. making these young players better. Mm-hmm. Tommy Burns used to do, kind of way Ronnie Dyla used to do, kind of. He sees that as part. Of his, part of his job isn't he just to have a winning team out in that part. Part of his job is to like improve players and look after young players and bring them on and make them be like, the best that they can be. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, any young player really get that kind of encouragement under Lennon? I really, I really don't. And Rogers, I think Rogers. I mean, think back to his story about Danny McGrain and things like that. And he came out with kind of same kind of story with somebody at Leicester as well when he went there. I think Rogers was maybe the type of guy that would tell all these young players one thing and again never really come through with it. Mhm. So going by the like these. Uh, the transfer targets like hooked out because these I think I think back between all the kind of gossip and stuff that we were kind of talking about the, the last couple of weeks being linked to like previous players you know and stuff like that of Celtic again like again we were linked to Eric Shevchenko and stuff like that but like I, are you happy about these these players that we asked ask out and that and we are potentially going to sign them would you be happy with these signings coming in Mark? Oh, me, eh? Uh, oh. Overall, I've got to say, I, Paul, really. Mm-hmm. They all seem to be, well, I'm saying they're all young, but they all seem to be, they all seem to have the kind of attributes that we're looking for or we think that Angie's looking for. Mm-hmm. 
Oops. I felt again a wee bit more experience someday. Just to help these young defenders settle in. Hopefully Barkis is back fit and we can build up a bit of understanding in there. I think, I mean, the defence, until Edward leaves, and I think he will leave, we'll need, we'll need to replace Edward. Mm-hmm. Like a higher, a kind of decent level calibre striker. But really, the biggest defence, has the biggest worry has been the defence. And that seems to... I, it was obvious to anybody who watched Celtic, and Anne seems to have noticed that. And they seem to, that's what they, they seem to be pushing with sorting out, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm happy enough with the way things are going. As long as these signings get it over the line, is obviously, Paul, you know, to the stone, exactly. stone of a strip on, we'll never know. Exactly. John, would you record that? If you're happy with what Celtic are kind of looking at these signings? I couldn't say that. I'm happy as well the way things are going. It just it doesn't seem to be moving forward kind of in a positive way. And the style of football looks like it's going to be attractive and uh, we're going to go forward. Uh, so I'm happy, aye. Overall, I'm happy with all. Just I hope this Starfield deal gets out of the line. Yeah, because we've always been signing for these players before. We've never really come in and what it's doing. Uh, just I've watched a few videos of as well. And it kind of looks decent, so hopefully get that out of the line get that sorted too. I suppose the, the thing about me, Mark, is that um, we're looking at these young players of bringing them in and we're buying players really that, that fit Ange's system as well. You know, but we still we still need to sign at least another one or two experienced players back to help these young players as well. You know? Uh, just said, well, hopefully Starfield... Uh, he, I think he'd be, yeah. Uh, he'd yeah. be that kind of man. And it's the middle of the park, we're not really needing any experience in there. No. No, I mean, uh, so we've still got some, we've still got players that have played, I mean, we've got Forrest, we've got uh, McGregor, do you know what I mean, Sorrow's been there a long time as well, he's, mm-hmm. he's done the, they're, they're, they should be stepping up to help these young players settle in and get into the kind of groovy things and that as well. Mm-hmm. So, if he did, if he did sign these players, right, okay, they're done, the deal is done, right, so, that's our left back. That's our left back or right back here is kind of sorted, Mark. Our centre back is sorted. We we have a new centre back. Uh, our right our right and left hand side seems to be taking side up. Have they? Our holding midfield, our box box midfield is is nearly done. Who else do we need? I've had a replacement for Edward, isn't it? Oh, that's really hurtful. Marky striker. Really, that's me. That's a striker for Edward, replacing Edward. Do you think we'll use him up to the very end of the transfer window? And obviously when his deal's sorted, we'll kind of bring in a striker, just kind of the way it looks like it's getting down the aisle now, with Starfield coming in and the aisle just leaving. Oh, mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I hope not, uh, John, to be honest. Uh, get him in quick, innit? Get him buried in, get him... Yeah, see, I was reading the other day again, people talking about Edward seeing a contract extension because... All these teams that he thought were going to be chasing after him are only chasing after him. But no, uh, oh, that's up to Edward to sort that out. Celtic's got to think it's not his fault that he played like he did last season and teams have backed off him. That's down to him. Celtic have got to think he's Celtic. Uh, I don't mean. See, see if he's still here on Tuesday, I wouldn't start him. I really honestly wouldn't. Ajay, what would you go with Ajay up front? Jetty's looking good in pre-season, he's, he's looking like he's lost a lot of weight, he's looking fit, he's kind of chased the ball down, he's kind of 
He's active about that both season. He's been great and stuff like that. But I would go with Jetty because he looks to be fine this season. Well, he's proved, for me, has yet he's proved himself in the pre-season games. He's came back no. fat, he's looking interested, he's working hard. So there's a chance. I suppose, Frank, the best thing about Yeti, I mean, you spoke as well the other day, is that he seems to be chasing down the ball as well. He's, he's attacking from the start, and, and we had our concerns about that as well, about Yeti fitting it. But he 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 could be a, like a new signing next season, I guess. He, you know, but can he play as a lone striker? Does he need someone up there with him? Is the question there, Mark? Is, is a yes he suited for a large striker role? Uh, well, that's a tough one again, Paul. Mm-hmm. To be honest, really, we've, we've not really seen enough of him to kind of judge him, have we, really? Okay, but, well, like, that, like we, we just, the new Ajeti kind of thing, we've not seen enough mm-hmm. to see, but I think he's got, he deserves a chance. I mean, God, for what we've seen him last season, he wouldn't have him near the first-team squad. Mm-hmm. Especially after him actually marking and putting in the effort to lose that way, get himself fissured, you know. It for me, it deserves a chance. It deserves a chance against Mitchell and more than Edward does, because mm-hmm. yet he's looking out and basically kind of says he doesn't want to be here. He doesn't seem to be actively looking for a move and things like that. Although there was murmurs earlier on in the summer that he, his agent was fishing about, but I think that was before Ange came in. Mm-hmm. And it looks as if uh, yeah, he's another one of the players that's been brought into Angie's work, what you think. This is a bit, this is a step up on what I was seeing here last season. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of a lot of the Celtic fans, you know, uh, they're complaining that things aren't moving fast enough. We're only signing project signings, Mark, that we're not actually fixing the issue. Like us. Are Celtic fans still expecting the marquee signings like Craig Bellamy or Robbie Keane to come in, Chris Sutton, John Hartson? Like, I, I think kind of those days are gone for Celtic. Kind of to bring in those kind of big players, Mark. That we have to go down this route to look at these young players and sell them on for a fee down the line. I think that's the way Celtic need to go now. Uh, you know? Oh, uh, I think overall that's got to be the plan, Paul. But there's still a room for spending a wee bit of money for something a wee bit special. I mean, mm-hmm. Chris Sutton and Hartson, for me, Scott Sinclair was the same type of player. Mm-hmm. His career was gone, Hartson and uh, Sutton's career were gone nowhere in England. Neither was Scott Sinclair's, and they've come up here and done a really, really good job for us. I think there is players down in England at that level that we would be affordable to Celtic. If they maybe pushed a wage bracket up into a wee bit higher for that kind of thing, but I mean, just talk about Ellen uh, Keane. Remember, they were only loan signings. Loan they? signings, yeah, yeah. Like if you could get an experienced loan player mark like that, you know what I mean? That's coming and he do a job for you. Like, well, that's, that's you'd be happy with that as well, Mark, wouldn't you? Uh-huh. I mean, that's it. I said that the other day. I've said it before. If you're getting into mm-hmm. a loan signing, it should be. Like cover an injury there, I was saying about getting somebody to cover Julian for six months rather than buy somebody. But if you're going to go and loan somebody, it's got to be somebody that's a wee bit special to the level of your team. You're like, say, Bellamy's Roy Keane, people like that, eh, Roy Keane, Robbie Keane. So, I mean, going and signing loan players like Joe, John Joe Kenny and things like that, that's, 
Do not improve you, yeah, exactly. You've got, if I loan, you're bringing in a loan saying it's got to be something a bit special, I think. Do you think, with, with Celtic go down that road, John, did John this chance to win it, or do you think we're going to be focused on buying players? Uh, it's hard to say. As soon as the season, we always kind of play one for summer, don't we? Uh, kind of the way Alan Nussi was put as well. But uh, so it's a possibility. Maybe as Mark was saying, they obviously bring some in for a couple of months. They kind of add a wee bit of depth to the squad and stuff. But uh, so it's definitely a possibility. Somewhere down the line. But but the way the things are looking now, it looks like we're going for a lot of youth and getting them doing big contracts and kind of the way Andrews they can improve them and they better players and kind of make profits on them in the future. Mark was saying it's it's really it's a way we should be going as well as a club moving mm-hmm. forward that way. Uh, so the way we're going to get our funds and bring better funds in and kind of move the club up financially. Okay, I think a feeder a feeder club, Mark, for, for these big teams. I I I think they become a feeder club today. I wouldn't I wouldn't say a feeder club. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've always got to be a selling club. Mm-hmm. Getting. Like like a circle of life, do you know what I mean? The big but that's just your did as well, Mark. That's your eats the eats the wee fish kind of thing. Your your manager that that just shows that they're doing things right. If said they can develop these young players instead of asking for a big fee, that shows that your youth system is is in good shape as well, isn't it? That you're able to progress these young players instead of asking for good fees, you know? Oh, well, if you're doing that, if you're doing that, you know that your youth system's working, you know. Mm-hmm. Even your youth scouting system's working, your coaching's working, that's a bit the kind of acid test. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People, clubs like Ajax have got it down to a fine tea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, so, we're still needing, we're still needing to work on it. Yeah, I've said that myself, we're still needing to work on, on our kind of youth team and the, the way that's going with the amount of young players that have left. I mean, many of these young players that have left, Paul, many of them would have got a chance with Ange this season. I that's that's the that's the thing. Like the, the, the next season, we could actually see more young players in the first team than we have in previous season. Mark, like even under Blendon Rogers, we'd have we, we didn't see it. We didn't we certainly didn't see it under Len. Like we're going to see our young players next season, and I'm the Celtic fans will see them, Mark, if they are good enough, and if they're not good enough, fair enough, we sell them, Mark. Well, that's the thing that bugs me, like that the young players were leaving before we even got a chance to see them. Do you know what I mean? That's the really thing that, that bugs me about Celtic, that our young players were leaving, just not getting into the first team, you know? And, but and even the guy who was in charge of that McLaughlin guy, he, he, he left because in that put the case, his job was to get players up ready for the thing. And he was doing that, yeah. And he was and he, and he, getting anywhere beyond that way, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So moving on and look, this has changed since I kind of kind of did up last night. But uh, a deal has been agreed. I, I think today between Brentford and uh, Celtic for for Chris Sarrett, it was thirteen point five million plus Adams. I think that deal is kind of nearly done now. I think is this or is he is this still early stages in that mark? No, I think that's just about done. I think it's squabbling up pennies probably. Just but it'll be announced in the next couple of days. I'd imagine, Paul. But, yeah. So. My my point, the reason I want to put in, like, why is he on pre-season if he's leaving Celtic? Why didn't Celtic let him back as, I think, what they're hoping that Christopher would maybe change his mind or stay another, stay another year? Like, this is a player clearly back who doesn't want to be a Celtic. He said it 
Joe DeVise and National Staff Celtic clubs that he could leave uh, this season and uh, if he stayed on last season, like, I'd get him out the door as fast as I could, man. For me, he comes in the same category as Edward and Chris. Mm-hmm. Just get them out the door as quick as you can. For I'm not saying get them out for in low certain money. I mean, Edward went for Newcastle, sent an eye for eight million pound to Brent for signing him for thirteen and a half. Plus the mm-hmm. extras on top of that is will come out at some point. So I, would, I mean, I said at the time there's no way Ayer was going to anywhere for eight million pound. No, and I, that's a good deal, Mark. Thirteen point five mil for 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 a player that in, in his last year of his contract. I think that's a brilliant deal for Celtic, you know. Deal, but as, as I said, there probably will be a sell on and maybe add-ons to that as well. If we keep if Brentford staying in Premier League, they maybe get another million pound or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, but, just he didn't want to be here and. He'd done his best for this when he was here, sir. But, I mean, good luck to a lad. They grudges to... I think between all, between all the players, Matt, that, that, that I want in the way, you can't begrudge Christoph Roy because he still kind of gave his all last season. He was the one player who kind of was really kind of still trying and look kind of upset when we were losing all these goals, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Okay. You've got to see as well. He's kind of... He's probably going to be a kind of Celtic supporter for the rest of his life now. Mm-hmm. a young boy in playing and you could tell that even when we were getting beat it, it was still bothering him but he's a mm-hmm. player, player as well it's the players that weren't bothering him probably going mad with the likes of Christie and that mm-hmm. you know what I mean so but that's the thing like, like, the thing that gets me like, it's like why, why are they on pre-season like, like clearly I think Christie's another player Mark who's, who's told the club he's not signed we all know he's not signed and, and why is he still there why, 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 why are you on pre-season with us like you know because they've probably got a kind of duty to care to an employee. They're still, mm-hmm. they're still with their contracts and employment law and things like that, Paul. So that'd be something to do with that, that they need, Celtic need to... If they're available to Celtic, Celtic's got to kind of utilise them or keep them in, in kind of squad as, as such, to train and things like that. You can't would, you have, so would you have Christy in, 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 the, in the first team... Before Shaw next week, so if, if, no. if maybe, you know? Oh, no, I wouldn't have Christy. I wouldn't have him near the team at all. I wouldn't have him near the team, yeah. You know, because we, like we were saying this. But what reason would Celtic give for no involving them? Then Celtic can breach your contract. Could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I'm talking about is that something they need to come and train to the first team squad if they're available and things like that. Because these contracts, they work both ways, Paul. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if a player's not at training, he must give the club a reason. And if the club don't want the player at, tra- at training, they must give a reason. And the reason, they can't, probably can't turn and say, oh, you don't want to be here. Your agent's working in a move for you, so why do you want to train me? It's still his job. The Edward situation, John, has really kind of quietened down, didn't this? You know, like, kind of don't know if he's staying or, or, or is he going at the moment, so we don't, Edward? Ah, it doesn't seem as if anybody's coming any bids or anything. It seems quite quiet. Well, I thought he would be the first to go to the door. Obviously, just for the goals and stuff. But as Mark was saying earlier, obviously, it kinda, he's kind of figured out a lot of teams that was, he thought was going to be wanting. There's no way really wanting them anymore. So he's kind of maybe left in limbo a wee bit. And I think mm. his best option where to go. But uh, I don't really want them at the club next season either. I just I want all them that caused that bad vibe. The club and just a fresh start. And all these new players coming in, more positive energy and just going forward as a club now. Win the league again. If Fed were signed years contract, so be back to square one next season, right? Yeah. Right back to this position again next season. So see, if we're doing 
for me, if we're doing that, right, people are going about, oh, this sell-on clause with PSG. I don't believe for a minute they've got a 40% sell-on clause. But even with, and would it be worth keeping them and letting them leave for nothing? No, wouldn't they sell them to now? And she managed to sign a year's contract. That's only... That's only going to suit one. If he's going to sign a contract, man, if you want two, three years. Right. You know, and offset the value then for him then as well, isn't it? Stick a three or four year contract under his nose and see if he'll sign that. Because if he's only signing a year's contract, for me that's Celtic bending over to, to help out Edward. Mm-hmm. That should never be the case. No, I agree with you there. I'm sure back up on you if he's what I say, isn't it? And Certainly got one his move yeah, for next season, then just got a bit of security as well and getting the payday fans that supported you for your game here because you let them do big time, you know, if you're up with you let them I, I, last I, season. I agree with Buzz here, he said uh, uh, Christy and Edgeham showed on Saturday that uh, they're still not interested. I said that too, Mark, uh, on, on the podcast on Saturday, Christy showed that he doesn't want to be a Celtic on, on Saturday. You know, did you get the chance to look at the pass or when Ange put his hands on? I've seen it, uh, yeah, that, but. But, but we know he doesn't want to be here. I don't right, see what you're saying about him being in about the first team squad. I don't know why he's getting any game time. But yes. But what I'm saying about the employment kind of contract stuff, I can see why he's still part of the first team squad. But I d- honestly don't see why he's getting any game time at all. Mm. Maybe maybe Celtic want to. Ah, I've seen something like that earlier, uh, online, uh, Saudi Arabia, I don't know if it's just paper talk, or just all the city headlines and stuff, but ah, it was online earlier, I was having a wee look at say, like, transfer news earlier, and that came up, Saudi Arabia. Christie was another one that thought he was going to get a big move to mm-hmm. big teams in England, but on what he showed last season, would, if you were running one of the bigger teams in England, or a, would you advise him to sign Ryan Christie? No. Put in what he showed for Celtic last season. So they all, they all ruined it for ourselves with their attitude and so lot of be there and just their poor performances all ruined it. Oh, I suppose all the teams that was probably interesting had a look at them like, ah, maybe just way back name they'll probably come here and do that here. Uh, we move on to that and we, we just finished that uh, no player mark is bigger than, than the club. You know what I mean? And if they don't want to be here it's best for all parties mark if, if we get rid of them now. And not have them around the first team next season because we don't want that same thing as last season to carry on under a new manager and, and new players are, that are coming. You don't you don't want that negative energy next season, so you know. No, because if they can't play a stake, even Edward, there was if Edward signed a new year's contract for me, it's going to be the same Edward as we seen last year. Mm-hmm. It's not going. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to be here last year, so why would they want to be here? Like for this coming season, mm-hmm. just, just, I, just I hope it just does end up some kind of crazy situation, Paul, because it could just it could if all plans for the season are close if there's these bad eggs still hanging about. And exactly, like that, that's that's my main concern is that we'll be back to square. But I, I don't think Ange would accept it the way Lennox said and keep playing him anyway. I think Mark, if you tell Ange you don't want to be there. I think he he tell the club get get rid of him. I don't I, honestly I don't think Edward will be here by the time the transfer window closes. I think mm-hmm. there's enough money in the game that somebody will take a punt on him. I think. And honestly, I don't see a Christie. There's no way he'll be here by the time the window shuts. But I really don't see Edward being here either. Yeah, I think I think Edward will be here. I think he'll 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 be here
I think if we saw the striker mark in the transfer window and Edward is still there, we know exactly that Edward is going to be sold and that a deal is done with someone. You know? Uh, well, just hope it's someday. I mean, are they, are they going to wait till they sell Edward to the fork out? Because, again, I think you can't replace Edward with Kevin Lisbon and Hibbs. No, no. I mean, but if you're telling Edward that you've got to be looking at someday a wee bit special kind of thing, do you know what I mean? It's to be your, your main man, your, like the belly was, like, like Edward was for his first few seasons. I don't know if Celtic would spend out that money without having the money for Edward coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, George, if I need to say that there before you move on? No, 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 just uh, obviously in it as well. I agree with all that. Eh? It's kind of obviously we're going to be <coughs> getting a replacement for Edward. It's got to have to be somebody because you've got M
has got any like influence or input on the Celtic the Celtic PLC board, the people that run the club, and like how they run it. I mean, this plans and strategies. I mean, is Will still involved in? Although unofficially, he's not involved in it. But is he like unofficially? Mm-hmm. Still get some kind of input in like the strategy and the planning of the club and how things are going to do to move forward. <laughs> some, it's really, I don't think it's really, but maybe it could just be good to make my box pop to get my meaning to keep inside. This covers, this covers his license to take that part on the, on the ECA. Mm-hmm. It's something that maybe need to be like, cleared up a bit. Just be, to let the fans know that the difference between these two boards actually is. Exactly, I think so. Some know. fans are kind of getting worried about that. We're kind of now kind of moving on to a different era. If Lawrence is kind of still still there, you know. Uh, seems to know what that sort of board does. It, it seems to be mentioned as something that maybe provides football club managing and promotional activities. I mean, mm-hmm. a bit, it's, it's a bit big, but again, it's still showing that there's something to do with football club management. So mm-hmm. as Peter Lowell and this board still got any kind of influence on the, like the day-to-day running of the club. Because a, mm-hmm. a lot of fans wouldn't be... When we spoke about it, it'd be alright to have everyone in like, an advisory role at the end of the phone any time of the day or night for Dominic Mackay to phone up and ask him his advice on things. But to actually have like... Because to me, Paul, that's still an official role. Mm-hmm. Oh, it seems to me to be official. So yeah, because he has to, he has to have Mark a form. Like that, that was the key word for me, Mark. He has to have a formal connection to Celtic. Aye. You know, because if he was like a non-board member, Mark, you know what I mean? He's there, but he's a non-board member. It's a different team, Mark. And this, do you know what I mean? But he, he, it, it came out that he formed a connection to Celtic. So he's still actually going to be employed by Celtic, I think, Mark, is he? Well, I don't know if he'll actually be employed as such, like getting a wage or anything like that. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a consultancy fee or something. But I, d- I mean, I do think it's something that could David get cleared up because I guess I, it's just a bit murky again, isn't it, Paul? How mm-hmm. how no how no clear it is. Why they came out basically the Celtic support thought come the end of June, Peter Law was away. Mm-hmm. That's what the Celtic fans thought, and for me as well, the club kind of led them to believe that. Yeah, he was gone, Mark, yeah. I, jo- I joked at the time about him becoming the, the chairman and things like that, but supposedly Dermot Desmond asked him if he wanted to become the chairman and he said no. Jesus. You know what I mean, sir? He's still, I mean, Peter Law is still involved at Celtic. To what level, we, we don't know. We don't know. know. That's, the, that's yeah. the thing, we don't know. And is that a, is that a scary thing, Mark, that maybe it's going to maybe... Hinder our 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 advances into the modern age of football. That Lord is still there, and he still kind of has a, a hold and stuff. Uh, is his hold and stuff gone? And McCoy's his old man, or oh, that's the, that's that's the thing we don't know. We don't. Know. It's, it's, nobody's come out to clear it up. Uh, and even when you hunt about the internet, and even that on the, like, the company's house website, mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, Peter always been on this board for I think it was two thousand three. Mm-hmm. This Celtic, uh, Celtic Football and Athletic Company Limited. He's been on that. I think it was 2003. I read, but it's still he's still there, involved in the club at some kind of level. And we're just hoping that 
it's no at the level we fear the decision making. But if I like to talk about do do the hand signings again. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that was Peter Lowe's go-to man, and never brought another one. He's signings in. Is this something that? Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing, Mark. That that are we still going to fill our squad with peace and order still there? To fill our squad with players that we don't need and, and we don't want, and we 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 don't know the the situation, what what's going on. That peace and order is actually staying at the club, and it's a bit concerned as well, Mark. That he's still going to be involved in the club because we all thought, do said there, if he said the supporter thought he was gone at the first of July, and now it comes up like this that he's not. He's still there. He's part. He's going to be a non-PLC part, but a former connection to the club. And if if Law's going to have a, some input, I think I can't see McCoy bringing the club to where he wants. If if Law is still going to be involved in work, because he like, he still have he, he still why he have his own backing on the board that he has. That's his stories on the board, Mark. You know what I mean? He's worked with the Celtic board for years. If it comes to the crunch, who's it going to back? Peter Law or Dominic McKay? Mm-hmm. John, what's your take on on on, on this? Um, I've made a very good point there a minute ago about the signing and stuff. So, kind of, is it something to do with Peter Walls? He's obviously still kind of on his things a wee bit. Maybe obviously he's been took the uh, took away from obviously the, the public eye, also the fans going kind of, for heat and stuff like that. Maybe it was kind of something just to appease the fans a wee bit to help with season ticket sales. But behind the scenes, he was still kind of going to be on his things. Uh, and Don McKay was just kind of brought in a wee bit just to kind of. Let the fans think he'll be the man doing all that, but only behind the scenes it's Peter Law that's going to make the final decisions. But if it is, it's very cool. I think McKay's on the board now as well. Mm-hmm. We were about it the other night, I said that Peter Law was still listed on, this, on the board. And, uh, I, think it, I think it was best that came on and said it can take a while for them to get updated. Uh-huh. Date it now. Lovell's not part of the Celtic PLC board, but McKay is. I mean, I don't, really, I don't understand board stuff and that, so maybe that gives Mackay a, bit, a certain bit of sway in the board meetings, because Peter Lowe's not involved in them. But it's what's getting mm. in the, like, do you know what I mean? The corridors of power, the whispers and the wee phone calls and things like that. Exactly. Exactly. But what's his role, though, Mark, within the, the EC? Like, why is it so important that he stays there for Celtic and Scottish football? Well, Dutchie Disney, I mean, it's He's part of the ESA's uh, executive board, mm-hmm. but uh, as such, they've got things like working groups and committees and things, but he's not actually a chair or anything like that, but he's involved in all these kind of talks. And mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, the actual the mission statements as uh, the ECA exists to protect and promote European club football. Its aim is to create a new, more democratic governance model that truly reflects the key role of the clubs. DC actually strengthened each of the clubs for the benefit of all and ensured that club football was recognised by the decision makers as the main stakeholders in the game. But basically, DC has 232 members now. So, Europe, all different things.
how the Champions League should be run. I mean, they run everything about. They've got groups that look into uh, financial fair play. They've got uh, a working group that looks into like how to the grassroots level across Europe, how we look promote that and best better that and things like that. So it's, imp- it's important stuff that is part of the decision making process, eh? So, mm-hmm. again, if it is just paperwork that you put with this board just so it can still qualify for the ESEC and that, well, for me that's fine. Because mm-hmm. it's good for to be in at that level because it's I mean, these big European teams have spoke about it. They don't care about Scottish game or Scottish teams or anything like that. No. You see, as all these weird teams, so-called weird teams, smaller teams, whatever, poorer teams, like even Ajax, with Lowell and Van der Sar had a really close relationship for a while when it was coming to like, the form of the Champions League and things like that. But you see, well, they, were, they were totally against the, the breakaway. They're more in line and pushing for uh, the changes UEFA want today for uh, 2024 they're looking at it for the Champions League format and things will change in 2024 for then on and will be there he's going to be there speaking up for Celtic and Scottish football and things like that it's just for me it's a, a positive to have somebody representing somebody from Celtic representing them at that level that we're talking about a lot of the bigger teams in the world, a lot of te- teams that are a lot richer than us and lose their game, us and all these so-called smaller clubs are a voice when it comes to decision making and what's the best thing to, because bigger teams, all, they're bothered, all they worry about is the money they're making. All these weird teams like Van der Sar, Lowe, people like that, they're there to speak up for the smaller teams that, that need to... And how, and how did he, how did, how did Lord get nominated for that role, Mark? Just, the, I don't the, know how's he like, you see, nominated. I think yeah. he's through like he's uh, made to like go on the SFA committee and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. At the very start, the came about uh, for the the G G fourteen. G fourteen, yeah, G fourteen. One of the founding members of them was Rangers and that was uh, that well, what was your chairman? Him that looked like Alfred Titchcock, McClelland. He was mm-hmm. one of the original members of the kind of newer Version of it because the thing when they set up at G14, it was meant to be a, a group for just getting these, a, a united voice against FIFA and UEFA and things like that. But they, FIFA and UEFA never recognised them, they didn't, they just kind of fobbed them off. But then when the ECA came into effect in 2008, all that changed. Mm-hmm. And they started recognising them and they signed an agreement that, uh, they signed some kind of agreement that the ESA would become. Like the unite could be recognised as the re- the representative of uh, the clubs when it came to UEFA. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they look at everything. They don't get even to, like the dialogues with UEFA about changes to the Champions League and how it can be best run to help these big teams keep their money, but also help the younger, the the younger, the smaller clubs and poorer clubs to keep involved in it. Is that what you think that's why they kind of set up this new kind of conference league so Mark they have maybe the lesser known teams and, and the smaller teams that have the extended run in, in Europe? I think it's just something to do with trying to get even the level below like Celtic even gain them a few chances some, some European money because they've, they've, I mean they've done a lot of good things in football the ESA 
One mm-hmm. is uh, they done uh, see what I can't remember what Euros it was, but they'd arranged and it's carried on for them. Like see if the players get in, uh, injured, went injured well in international duty and that their wages are insured. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, it's hard. They have done a lot of good things and they have agreed with EFA that they'll have the voice when it comes to reformatting, reformatting UEFA competitions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it's good to have somebody, just, I say, not just representing Celtic, but representing Scotland as a whole against bodies. Well, I mean, we speak about it on the forum, we speak about the podcast, Paul Howe, but these big teams don't. No, they ought to care about the money for their self and that. Mm-hmm. If they had their way, you wouldn't have an ESA, an ECA, like fighting for like the wee guy kind of thing. Do you think uh, Abadan's agent, what's his name, Mark? You said to me the other day he's agent. Who do the hand? Yeah. Do you think maybe that was kind of a lost, kind of, like, true lost contact that we got Abadan saw? It could be. It would, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. He's been long. He's been Will's go-to man for mm-hmm. years. I mean, we've had some good signings off from yes. the rang, but I mean, we've also had some duds like, like say, uh, call Kazim Richardson. That I mean, basically same time as a favourite to do the hand. He was getting mm-hmm. chased out. Was it Paul? Sorry, yeah. Spitting at a reporter or fighting with a reporter or something like that. And I'm trying to get to a circle of mic to find him, and then the next time I see the call on Tim Richards. But I'm sure that's Sorrow's agent as well, Paul. Wow. I'm sure, wow. 99% sure that's wee Sorrow's agent as well, sir. As I said, we did get some good signs. Kyle, beating's done, done his job for his kind of thing. Even El Hamad was decent enough when he first came in. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't really matter where where they come from or who's recommended them, as long as they come in and do a job, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. John, I think... John, having, John fell asleep there. <laughs> no, that's a question, isn't it? I think, John, <laughs> having Lauren around the club is a good thing, like, as, as Mark said, as an advisory role, but if he's going to be involved in key, key positions, like like transfers and stuff like that, like teams aren't going to change the club if, if he's still going to be involved in that, isn't he? Uh, I see Buzz in the comments, always, always definitely an asset if you use him properly. You can, see, he can make a cup money and he, he does things like that for the club, but kind of a positive thing, but it's, it's in terms of all getting involved with the football side of things and uh, kind of lost nothing deals in that because of him. I think that should all just be left to uh, the guy, obviously, let him do all that now.
uh, you don't want them making decisions. An advisory role, fair dues. The same, mm-hmm. I've said that to you as well, Paul. Nobody mm-hmm. knows better the day-to-day running the Celtic. And Mikhail's, for me, Mikhail will still be learning the actual ins and outs of his job and what's entailed in it. So that you can't have anybody better than Peter Lowe at the end of the season. We just don't want him making decisions on football matters. Or we don't want him making decisions, but really, advise my side. Exactly. You know what I mean? Tell him, hey, this is a kind of money we should be looking at for ex-player, because Mackay will still be new to that kind of game as well, how much money you should be asking for for players and things like that. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, if it's only an advisory role, fine, but we can't have him involved to the extent he's been involved. It's got to be a clean sweep and a clean... To get a new idea. Mm-hmm. Just, exactly. I mean, Keith, it is down to be low that we got this player for Israel. Yeah, exactly. You're using your contact. You're using your contact. We should be doing using every kind of contact and things like that that we can. But mm-hmm. we don't want to keep going down the, the kind of level avenue that we were going down. It's got to, things have got to change and football people need to be making football decisions. Mm-hmm. And that's it for tonight, folks. Um, but before we go, look, I, I thought Michael was going to be here tonight, but it's the last podcast before the match on on Sunday. Uh, I'd like to wish everyone uh, good luck on on the the match on Sunday. I possibly like to say well done to Michael if he's listed. Uh, what you did in in sort of the time, you should be proud of. Uh, I'm sure I spoke for everyone here on the podcast and on on the forum. Uh, it's brilliant that you're doing this charity for the NHS. Not only have you raised money, but your money could save a life one day in a hospital. And I think Mark would agree. Just Mark, well done to Michael for, for setting up and, and getting this over the line. Well, he's done brilliant to get it set up. I was speaking to him earlier on in a skate call, Paul, and he was getting a wee bit disheartened in that. A lot of people have been pulling out and they're not turning up and things like that, but... Do you know, as I said to him, don't let it get you down. It's only only the first time he's done it. We're just coming out of a pandemic. There'll be enough there to play the game. You've raised some money. It's going to be an annual thing by the looks of things. Next year, the pandemic will not be here. People will be able to take their families. It'll hopefully be a wee nice day out for a man and their wife and kids kind of. He might be caressed by my presence in in God. You never know. I guess sent off in a charity match. Yeah. It's not to get disheartened with people mm-hmm. no just going precisely the way you want to because in the first time you're doing things like this is another exactly. day. Mm-hmm. Is he need any more players? I'm not. I'm, I'll, I'll be on Sunday with my cousin's gone, but if he's needing any, I can maybe time for one or two minutes. Well, he was mm-hmm. now he's not came on then. He, he's he started a new job and he's been working for. Five in the morning, he was just getting in there the back of six to messages again that I think it was two or three people had pulled out, so he was away to try and dig up some people to play. Uh, I've got his number, I'll give him a wee text, make him after, see if he's needing somebody, I'll see my problem now, maybe. How was your fitness for Sunday, John? Ah, uh, sorry, sorry, Paul, uh, I just started a new job anyway, mm-hmm. uh, in the bin, okay. so I've been walking about constantly every day, so my fitness is showing a wee bit better, but I don't know. <laughs> we wiggly up, like <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, uh, I might start. I might. I don't know. I might go a sub. I'll see how I'm feeling Sunday, but I'm looking forward to. It. I'm just 
I'm going to try and get put in a different team for my cousin, so I can give me some cringe and tackles. I'm going to talk about it. But it's the link, just again on the subject of the charity match, the link to the donations page is in the description box. So please, just in the last couple of days, if you can share it about, try and raise as much as we can, that would be brilliant. That's it, folks. Uh, thanks to our guest, uh, John Slade, for coming on a, a short notice. Uh, ah, thanks a lot. Ah, thanks for coming on, John. Ah, before I go, Mr. Dan, you get your predictions after for this season. What do you think? Treble. Treble, I'm a right out of the park with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think we'll lose a double. I think we'll take the league in a cup. And uh, I think uh, maybe we should. The league in the Europa League. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be nice. Head a cup. <laughs> uh, Scottish Cup. Uh, I, think, I think he's going to surprise us this season. I think he'll surprise us with Europe that as well. I think it's going to shock a lot of, a lot of people. Uh, he's going to be shutting a lot of pundits up as well. I think if we can get a couple of more players in the right positions and get everybody on the same page, I I'd think, not saying we're a certainty, but I think we've got a right, right good chance of winning the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think people have underestimated this season. We're going to show up a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this show, as you know, was sponsored by Manscaped Grooming. Uh, don't get an itch when you're playing in the ditch. Manscaped have the perfect ball deodorant and freshen you up before you stick it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, the landscape is changing how men report grooming with their performance 3.0. The men's body includes a lawnmower 3.0, weed racket, performance boxes, brief, a travel clip formulations to help upgrade your grooming game. The lawnmower 3.0 is the John Terry of Doom Defence because the third generation trimmer features cut-neck ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced safe skin care technology. That's even waterproof and has a lead light so you can groom in the shower. We also know how terrible that can be after that cleanup. If if you have been if you have been held back by nose hairs before, we have the perfect solution to weed racker, the air nose and hair trimmer. The trimmer has the same manscape priorities as the skin skincare technology, which helps to reduce nicks, snags, tugs, and in, in your holes. 79 of partners pulled and admitted that long nails holes is a major turn off. Imagine if you're significantly on a half grown some nasty, you pretty much wouldn't be keen on that either. Don't forget that this bundle comes with the goppers of a ball deodorant, anti crafting ball deodorant, moisturizer, crop provider, ball toro, a toro for your testicles and infused, infused with aloe vera. You're going to want to join the, the Ball Sack Beauty Contest after using the cover. Check out the website some great, cool products, including the Clone and Foot Duster, Foot Deodorant, which you can, which you can eat and after put on your feet and put into your stinky ball wine. Get 20% off free shipping with our code. Send the groomers TV at manscaped.com. Max? Well, thanks very much, Paul. That was a bit different again. Uh, thanks again, John, for coming on. Brilliant, mate. Uh, thanks for everybody that joined us in live chat. We hope you enjoyed it. Good night, everybody. Hail, hail. God bless. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.